The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we discuss the many health benefits of eating fermented foods. So listen close and be prepared to add some to your diet. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and tell you what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, Stuart Brown started Genuine Health with a mission to improve people's quality of life through the industry's highest quality results-driven formulas. Stuart, like many of the pioneers in the industry, overcame health challenges through nutrition and supplementation. Most recently, Stuart has has been on a mission to inspire others to include fermented foods, beverages, and supplements in their diet. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Stuart, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Why don't you fill our audience a little bit in on your mission and work before we get to this show's topic? Uh, on our mission, our mission is uh, really pretty simple. It's trying to get people to live their lives in bold. And by that, um, as, you, as you said, I got into the, into the industry because I had a lot of health challenges. I had a lot of migraines when I was younger. And when you have migraines, you're sort of retreating yourself from the world. You're not enjoying your life. You're more worried about... Um, you know, when's my next migraine going to come? So our mission is really to get people to live their lives in bold because when you're living your lives in bold, you're living it to the fullest. And um, we have one staff member, she feels her living her life in bold is actually crocheting. And then we have other people that are mountain bikers and, you know, doing extreme sports and that. But it's really just getting yourself out there and enjoying the life, your life the way you want to live it, whatever that is for you and not being, when you get sick, you're sort of retreating from life more than enjoying life. And it's really to get people to enjoy their lives. I like that. And I'm a fellow migraine sufferer oh, too. Right? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Living outside. Yeah. And you know how out. nasty I do. How it can be. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. Well, so this will be very interesting. Yeah. So um, today we are talking about fermented foods. And so this is uh, really interesting, this topic and the health benefits that we can get from them. So I, I guess I want to start off. What is fermentation? Uh, fermentation, it's a process of converting the carbohydrates and the components of the foods um, into their organic acids and alcohols. And it's really just breaking down the fibers and it's really helping your body get at the, at the micronutrients. And it's also getting rid of the, what is sort of referred to as the anti-nutrients. And the anti-nutrients are the things that, you know, block absorption. It just really helps you, your body absorb, absorb things better. And it, actually what is really interesting too is it creates different things, different chemicals and different polyphenols that aren't even found in, you know, they're not found in the, um, like in a kale, if you ferment kale, uh, you're creating different kind of chemicals in there. And they've actually found tremendous benefits to those different chemicals. And what is the process used to ferment foods and um, health supplements? Um, a, we use an artesian method of doing it, but a lot of fermentation these days, actually, they use um, they use uh, GMO microbes, uh, which is kind of nasty. And they're actually, like, they do yogurts now with these uh, microbes in less than two hours. And um, I find that awfully scary. <laughs> um, I just, you know, so we go back to the traditional way of fermenting that's been used for hundreds and thousands of years. Um, so you said they are more traditional, not just like kind of like throw it in there. Like no, exactly. Exactly. And you've got to, and the thing with fermentation there, there really is a ton of science behind it now too, where you've got to, you know, we, they, it, 
they, they, they control a lot the temperature that it's done at, but they also control because you don't want to leave fermentation for too long because it can actually start turning nasty. So you so um, they do it for a certain amount of time. They look at all the different markers and then they then they stop the process hmm. so that it doesn't extend too you know too much. Um, so why is fermentation common to traditional diets? Uh, it was just such a way, great way of preserving. Um, it really was a way of preserving things before there were refrigerators. And uh, 30% of traditional diets were fermented of the, of the foods in traditional diets. And it was a way for meats that you could you know, keep them for, for a longer period of time without a refrigerator. And also um, there was just that it just helped people's health so much. So the sauerkrauts and all those, the kimchis and all that, they just, um, you know, traditionally they found that it just works so well for everybody's digestion and then gut and their, um, you know, what we're, what science is now learning today, they just knew. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. so. I guess what you're putting on the outside, and you put in the inside, and you think about what's happening inside our guts, as yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, and we're ninety percent bacteria, which is unbelievable. We're only ten percent actual. I don't know if I want to say ten percent humans, but ninety percent of our body is is bacteria, and um, the fermentation brings out good bacteria. And it's really neat about the fermentation is that it encourages good bacteria to grow. Um, uh, my um, sort of science ex- expert at the office, she talks about f- uh, probiotics and that being the seeds, mm-hmm. fermentation being the fertilizer. Mm. So it really helps the bacteria in the gut really pl- uh, grow and uh, replenish. And what's really fascinating about it is you get some pro- uh, prebiotics. They encourage they can encourage good bacteria and they can in good, encourage bad bacteria. But the really neat thing about fermentation is it only encourages the good bacteria. Hmm. And they don't really know why that works. They just know, the, yeah, that, that that's is... That's the natural that, process. Yeah, exactly. Um, f- fermentation improves uh, nutritional quality. I guess that's what's... It's, um, scientifically, I guess that's... Yeah. Um, what kind of quality? I guess that's what I wanted to ask. Well, I guess it's the biggest thing is, as I mentioned, um, it takes away the anti-nutrients. So it really breaks down the fibers and the leg- leg- legines. And it really just helps your body absorb absorb the food so much better. Okay. One of the reasons um, we we really started looking at, um, you know, fermented products is we were, we were looking at uh, the world is becoming, more and more people are becoming afraid of what they eat. So, you you know, you're having people scared of gluten and soy. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we, we sort of joked about it, what's the most important thing in a product these days, and it's what's not in there. Mm. And it made us really go back to what is going on with the digestive system if people can't digest healthy foods. And in some cases, the food's not as healthy as it used to be. Mm. Um, and you're not getting your nutrients as much. And it's, it's quite interesting because one orange from 1930 is equivalent to eight oranges today mm. of, a, on, of the traditional, like, which is pretty, it's pretty fascinating. Um, but the, what's also happening is people are really becoming scared of what they eat and how they eat things. And it's because their food quality is not there, but it's also because we don't have the bacteria. We're not eating the fermented foods, which replenishes the gut 
and help nourish the gut. And we're having so much gut health problems, which is really leading into, you know, there's that gut um, sort of mental health. There's so much research right now going into gut health and mental health conditions. Right. Well, yeah. And I know you mentioned that orange from the 1930s. I know that yeah. if you um, go to um, the grocery store or wherever you shop, sometimes, you know, you, you buy meat and you, if you don't use it right away, yeah. it turns brown yeah. the day yeah. after you buy yeah, it. exactly. So. The quality of the nutrient. It's just not things, yeah. It's it's yeah. <laughs> so that ferment yeah that fermentation yeah. process is a lot faster there. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about uh, are fermented foods better tolerated? Yeah, they are because again they're getting rid of the anti nutrients and they're breaking up a lot of the hard to digest fibers. Um, and at the same time, the more you take them, the more they're replenishing the bacteria in the gut, which is helping with the whole digestive process. And going back to what I said earlier about it's like the fertilizer for the probiotics. So it's really nourishing the gut health and just helping the whole digestive process. Okay, so we're getting used to that. Do fermented foods improve uh, gut health and digestion? Uh, Tremendously, yeah, just tremendously. Um, There's... um, there's a lot of really good research coming on how much it is, you know, just improving the gut, the gut. Yeah. Okay. And um, can you talk about um, immune health? Uh, well, you've got to think of that 80% of your immune system is within your gut. Um, so once you have nourished your gut, you really start creating a much better, like it's, it's just so much mental health, immune system, health, the whole sort of structure of the body is so dependent on how well your digestive system is working. Okay, this is very interesting information, and right now we need to take a quick break, but more with Stuart in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. If you've ever enjoyed the delicious food inside our kitchen, you may have tried this tasty dish. Now you can make it yourself. Another favorite at Mother's is our red lentil soup. It's delicious. So the ingredients are two and a half cups red lentils, sorted and rinsed, one half cup onion diced, one half cup celery diced, one half cup carrot diced, one tablespoon olive oil, one teaspoon basil, one teaspoon oregano, a dash of black pepper, two bay leaves, a teaspoon tamari soy sauce, and six cups of water. First, you place all the ingredients in the water in a large pot. You bring it to a boil and cook for one hour over a low flame, stirring occasionally. You remove from the fire and serve piping hot. Make sure to take those bay leaves out too. Make six servings and it's a delicious soup. That's Red Lentil Soup by Mother's Market and Kitchen. 
And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to past shows, plus download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Genuine Health founder, Stuart Brown. We're talking about the benefits of eating fermented food. So, Stuart, I have a question for you. And we were talking earlier about the fermented foods and improving gut health and digestion. What kind of foods are we talking about? Um, pretty much, you can pretty much ferment anything. And traditionally, like in the Mediterranean diet or in um, Southeast Asia, they fermented, you know, vegetables, fruits, uh, meats, fish, pretty much anything uh, you can do. And You've got, um, you know, you have the sauerkraut in Europe and you've got the kimchi in Korea, uh, kombucha, things like that. Like there's, you know, yogurt is fermented. You just need to look for a yogurt that is fermented properly and not, um, not you know, done in the, uh, real, the real proper way of doing a yogurt. The traditional yeah. way. The traditional way, yeah. And kefir, kefir also is another, you know, good fermented food. Wine, of course, is fermented, but I don't know if that's... You know, I don't think you have to watch how much you drink of that. Right. But, but actually, wine is actually great too because you got the resveratrol and all the other phytonutrients in there too. So a little wine really does help. And some yeah. grains too. Yes, and you can do grains and um, uh, pretty much, um, you know, pretty much anything. Pickles are fermented, but again, you've got it. The the biggest problem with what's fermented today is, as I said early on, is that a lot of them are using a GMO process. So you've got to look for you know, Mother's Market is a great place to go because you, I know that in there, there's a lot of stuff that is artisanal, properly fermented. And you've got the sourdough, actually sourdough bread is a, is a perfect example of when it's done properly in the traditional way, there's actually no gluten left in the actual bread. Hmm. So, um, you don't have to, you don't have to worry. There's actually a place I'm, I'm up from, I'm down from Canada, but in Vancouver, there's a place that actually guarantees that there's actually no gluten left in the bread. Hmm. Yeah. So if you're, you know, it just helps, it just helps with, um, making everything a little easier to digest. To digest. And, yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you just answered my next question, is where are some of the areas that we can find some of these fermented products? Um, and you mentioned Mother's. Yeah. Um, what, you also have a product. Can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, product? we have a few products. Actually, one of the products that uh, we just introduced is um, fermented vegan protein. And vegan protein is, you know, it's a great to get vegan to, you know, there's the whey protein, which is wonderful, but there's also really good to get off more, get to more vegetable based proteins. Mm -hmm. But the problem is a lot of times they're really hard to digest and you get a lot of stomach sort of issues and bloating and gas and things like that. And when you ferment it, you get rid of all those problems and it's just so much easier on the gut. And the feedback we get on the product is just amazing for not causing the bloating, gas, sort of irritability to the digestive system. Um, how would a fermented food or supplement help with the whole body health? Yeah, uh, we actually have a product whole body. And what, with that product, we've fermented the central fatty acids. We've fermented a fiber. We've actually fermented um, the superfoods in it also. So we have like fermented purple carrot in it. We have fermented ta uh, tomato, um, fermented the organic kale and olives. Um, there's just a whole host. And then I, the nice thing is, as I said at the very beginning, was when you ferment things, it's creating different phytonutrients that you don't find when you take kale by itself. And that really has benefits to the body, you know, and, and just getting that whole rounded, um, all those phytonutrients are amazing. 
So is there any recent research to show fermentation has health benefits? Yeah, there is so much coming out on sort of a weekly basis. And if I go back to that study that they did on the sourdough bread where it removes all the gluten from it, what they also found was it actually increased production of uh, bifidobacteria in the gut. So it's really, it's going back, like when you you ferment the products and like in our fermented um, protein product, And in our fermented whole body product, what they're what they're finding is we don't have actually any bacteria, um, you know, acidophilus in there. But what what it's found is with all the research is that it really does improve the whole amount of different bacteria in there. And when they, you know, I, I don't know if we want to talk about this or not, but when they look at the stools, they're finding a whole host of different bacteria in there after they start feeding people fermented products. And what they're also finding is like with. Um, with uh, fermented soy germ is that it's like 200 times stronger as an antioxidant when it's fermented than when it's not fermented. And they're finding all this anti-inflammatory properties too, where they're finding um, fermented food is 20% stronger as an anti-inflammatory than it is when you're taking products that um, have anti-inflammatory products but aren't fermented. Hmm. So a lot of new research coming out. Yeah, it's just just absolutely continual. Um, So... How, uh, the benefits then, how much fermented food should we be eating? Um, I, I really think we should just try, you know, I, the thing about fermented foods is a lot of people don't, you know, and this is the one one thing it's nice that it's in a supplement form mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't like kimchi and they don't like, um, yes, people like kombucha, but it's only sort of one source um, and the sauerkrauts. And it's really hard for some people to eat a lot of fermented foods. So we should try to be getting a good amount of it on a daily basis, either like the fermented vegan protein or the whole body or like through the through our food source, but I don't think we can get too much of it. Mm. We just, so we should just try to introduce, uh, you know, some amount of it in every meal, you know, whether it's being the yogurt again or the kefir, or we're just, just try to eat as much as you possibly can Add it back. In traditional diets, about 30% of the, the food was fermented. It's not saying that 30% of the food that you ate was fermented source, but, you know, if you could sort of try to add 10, 15% of it in every meal, it's you'll notice a massive difference. And one of the biggest things the research is showing, too, is with the fermented food and the gut health, it's just helping so much with mental health. And um, it's, it's, it's a fascinating area of research is when you improve the gut health and the bacteria in the gut through fermented food and acidophilus or just by itself – people's moods are improving tremendously. So they're getting all the benefits of not having bloating and gas, but they're also feeling a lot better and happier. And and that goes back to the living your life in bold thing where, you know, you're feeling good and you're getting outside and you're, you know. Living life to its fullest. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of hype over sprouted ingredients in foods and supplements. And how are they different than uh, the ingredients that we have that we're talking about in fermentation? Um. Uh, it's it's sort of like what is better, an apple or an orange? I do sort of feel like with the fermentation, you're breaking away a lot of the um, you're breaking away a lot of the anti anti nutrients. Sprouted food is amazing, and I would encourage people to eat sprouted foods. But it's just that thing where you should get, if you ferment if when you ferment things, it's easier to absorb, and you're bringing in the mic the um, the bacteria and the friendly bacteria into your gut. When you're sprouting things, it's it's still really good, but you're not getting rid of some of the anti nutrients, but you are bringing in other benefits. So it's just trying to eat as much of a rounded diet as possible. Is cultured the same or different than fermented? It's very similar. 
Um, however, there are many differences because the term cultured is often given to products that use microbes and yeast or soy to unlock the nutrients and the vitamin, like in vitamin supplements. You hear that very often these days. Um, but there's only been, there's been research showing on some minerals that culture, culturing can improve nutritional quality in the absorption. Minerals like selenium, when cultured, have been shown to be really well absorbed. Fermentation, on the other hand, uses microbes only to, like, to pre-digest and take away the anti-nutrients. And it's more, for, it's more for whole plants and it's more for protein, you know, in getting into what I was talking about with the, you know, when you have bloating and gas and issues with vegan, pro, in vegan types of proteins because they're really hard to absorb. The fermentation breaks that, breaks that really down. So it's, it's, a little, it's a different process. Esther, can you talk a little bit about fermented fiber? I know there's been a lot of research on that. Well, the the wonderful thing about fermented fiber is it really goes, um, it's really so hard, easy to digest. So there was a study done with VitaFiber where the people, they were giving people 50 grams a day and they had no bloating and no issues at all with the digestion. When they gave people unfermented fibers, uh, as little as three grams and things like that, they had bloating and gas. And uh, again, the fermented just helps with the whole digestive system. And it really brings, in, um, it really helps to grow the friendly bacteria. After 10 days of the VitaFiber, the people's probiotics in their guts really started growing and they had a significant difference in their gut health. So it's kind of like the good fiber versus the bad, bad fiber? Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Um, and we we do put the the VitaFiber in quite a few of our products. Like we have these um, fermented vegan protein bars, and they're just um, they're so delicious. And they so the really nice thing about them is again, just like the vegan protein, is that there's no digestive issues. It just feels really good for the gut, and that's the feedback that we keep getting from people is just how how good their gut feels when they're taking these products. Great. Well, this has been very interesting, and we really appreciate your time, Stuart. Yeah, no, thank you. For, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. Some great advice, and we really appreciate your knowledge and look forward to having you on again. In the meantime, get more information on Stuart and his website, GenuineHealth.com, and we look forward to our next visit. Thank you. If you've ever enjoyed the delicious food inside our kitchen, you may have tried this tasty dish. Now you can make it yourself. This recipe is for non-dairy rice pudding. It's a mother's market and kitchen recipe. Great for people who are not having dairy but still want to enjoy that luscious rice pudding. One half pound organic brown rice cooked. One half cup organic currants. One half pound organic firm tofu. Two cups organic soy milk. One tablespoon orange zest. One tablespoon lemon zest. One half teaspoon nutmeg. One half teaspoon cinnamon. 1 quarter cup organic honey, 2 tablespoons egg replacer, 2 tablespoons island granulated tapioca. First, you want to preheat your oven to 275 degrees and grease the bottom of an 8 by 8 baking pan. You place your cooked rice and currants in the bottom of the pan and you want to firmly pat it down to make an even layer. Next, place your remaining ingredients in a food processor and blend until smooth. Pour the liquid mixture over the rice and currant layer and lightly smooth to make it even. Bake for one hour and 20 minutes. After cooking, place it in the refrigerator for one hour before cutting into squares. Enjoy non-dairy rice pudding. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market radio show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. 
Mothers recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Thank you.